1: It gets better every week.
0: Every time. Every time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast done by us, the Penny Bloom podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and this week I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And back for the first time in a few weeks on this project, we got Tavares Pennington. What's up,
1: beautiful? Welcome, welcome. How we doing? How we
0: doing? Uh, I am mighty, mighty fine, and I'm excited to talk Season 2, Episode 2 of Game of Thrones, titled The Nightlands, written by D&D, David Benioff, and D.B. Weiss, and directed again by Alan Taylor, who has been on a run towards the end of Season 1 and into the beginning of Season 2. Yes, Uh, he has. Been doing
2: fine as well. Uh, The track record is strong.
0: It Not is so strong fun. indeed, and I also love that he's he got a producer credit as well. Uh, he's at the beginning of the episodes. He's uh, the the opening credits. He got produced by
1: Allie Taylor. What, what is the difference between a producer and an executive producer?
0: So, um, I think it really just depends on how much work or money you are putting into the project, okay. like. Uh, Cause that's hmm. what producers are supposed to be there for is to right, fund, like funding they are right. producing it. Uh, but executive producers, I want to say have a lot more creative influence on what actually happens as opposed to a, uh, to a normal gotcha. producer. Okay. Uh, that's, hmm. that's kind of what I've always viewed it as. However, I don't think that's concrete. Like every time that's how it works. I think it's just like, uh, you know most of the when time it came to like Star Wars stuff recently Andor was produced by Diego Luna who played executive produced by Diego Luna Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi was executive produced by Ewan McGregor like uh they uh, they had great okay. creative they had great creative influence on the product that that came of it and uh yeah. I would like that whenever the actor who is playing the main character gets a large hand in, right. the, in the pot of what what actually <laughs> happens but, um, that was
1: the that was the plan for the new Kit Harrington show, I think. From what I was reading, was like he was he was quite involved in the development of that. Which they're no longer yeah. moving forward with that, are they?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. That looks unlikely, which is super yeah. sad. Uh, super sad. Yeah,
1: and it's and it's all corporate bullshit too. Like it it deals with the fact that um, Discovery and Warner Brothers merged or something like that, yeah, and one bought the other. Big, it's a big um, fucking. Right, and so, like, that's fucking up the DCEU. Well, I wouldn't say, I won't say it's fucking up the DCEU. It's changing the DCEU. Um, hopefully. It's already
0: better. pretty fucked over there. <laughs> it, it
1: was. It was pretty screwed. Yeah. Uh, and that was, like, the third iteration. Like, we were already, like, ten years ago. The DCEU is fucked.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. No, but, uh, it's, uh, it's been a slow dissension, but I think we might be finally heading in the right direction over there, and Game of Thrones, I'd, you know as as much as i was looking forward to snow i mean wh- how how much were we going to do with that you know yeah
1: i know i'm i'm yeah. somewhat skeptical because like i hear all these talking heads and they're like game of thrones is going to be doing things in in 30 40 like it, it is a star wars a mm-hmm. lord of the rings it is a a hallmark franchise which i don't disagree with but the amount of shows that they were like considering moving forward with just a, a few years after game of thrones ended just seemed unrealistic like, i think they, they ran into re- the
2: same problem marvel ran into with the current phase that they planned yeah. out they were like all right we are this big we just had a, you know the biggest movie of all time let's just absolutely go ham and then they started to actually do it and they were like you know what? Maybe we'll go for quality over quantity, actually. Right. Um and, and I think, you know, it's I think it's a it's good on them and the intentions, you know, it's it's all money and they just want to make the most money. But like also to build a universe, it is really nice to have just a lot of content. But yeah, it's, um
0: it's the intersectionality of business and art. Like what yeah. what do you value more and obviously the company Will be like, what are you going to do? That's going to make me the most money. And the creatives are like, well, I'd like to make something that people regard as one of the greatest shows of all time. The way Game of <laughs> Thrones goes, you know, like it's yeah, it's hard to it's it's hard to make it's hard to balance that. And uh, I think Warner Brothers is just a fucking the most glaring example of trying to balance quality with uh, business, and it's just mm. it, it's, it has not worked for them, but it worked early on in uh, mm-hmm. in game of thrones and for several seasons i would say so so uh if you guys are down what do you say we talk episode 2 season 2 how how are we feeling about this one overall i felt i felt pretty good about it, it wasn't uh wasn't anything mind blowing but it was solid mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it
1: seemed like a pretty standard standard one but standard in game of thrones this is a couple levels above
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's and, a
2: no, no, It's it was after the premiere, you know, it was just a nice ease back into, into Game of Thrones. It's like, it's, it's not like, I don't know, the pace, the, the pace of this show is just so good. Like, I don't know. It's just done to perfection. Like, there's so much happening that I, it's kind of insane that we're keeping up with the show. Like, it's kind of insane that you can just watch the show and keep up with all these different storylines, but like. You really don't need the excruciating detail of every storyline to understand the show. A lot of things are like big actions that happen that you can just see um which is which is really nice. But the more you go into the show and understand why things are happening is I think why it gets beautiful
0: oh absolutely um, and one thing I've loved about this rewatch is the the way we've covered it location by location yeah uh it's just it's just increased. Uh, mm. Like we started with like th- two or three locations yeah. per episode, and this one and the premiere have like six locations. We are going to yeah. six different storylines right now, and where that's starting. Where where so, are we yeah. heading to first in the Game of Thrones world? We are going to start where this episode starts in the Riverlands. Uh, we're going to start with Arya Stark, who's, uh, continuing to pose as a boy while traveling north with the, with the Night's Watch recruits in Yorin. And, uh, she goes ahead and pisses in private, you know, can't exactly whip out a dick and piss. So she's like, all right, gotta find a, gotta find a spot where I can take cover. And, uh, mm-hmm. and she's, uh, drawn to the caged prisoners containing, uh, Jack Agar and friends. Yes. And, uh, and Jack like, uh, hey. not
2: his first appearance though yeah. can we say yeah, serio
0: not... is well, the man serio, not... and also this dude did show up in the season finale of season 1 very briefly he looked oh. at aria and Arya looked at him and that was it hmm. uh, but was it uh,
2: actually the same actor
0: no that it was was, yeah, a, it was a different actor is that it,
2: is
1: that confirmed like serio Pharrell is jack and hagar
0: is, We're running with it. We're running okay. with it
1: hard. Okay, okay. It's,
0: it's nowhere near confirmed, but uh, okay. I was like, there's just a lot of stuff that, stuff that lines up very conveniently. Like the yeah. Syria
2: fight, the end of it. No, it um, whenever sense. Arya runs out, you uh-huh. hear a sword clank. You hear like a sword hit the floor, and Syria was holding a a wooden sword. So if you, the sound would have been not. Metal clinging and the, the,
1: oh, is, gotcha. is
2: metal clinging, like metal uh-huh. sword clinging. It's very specific. And like, yeah I, we, I mean, I reign with that. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's just their way of confirming that like sirio got out of there alive, had to change his identity, you know. So he Yeah, we
0: ran we ran with that hard. You know, he's from Bravos, yeah. he was the first sword of Bravos, the house of black and whites in Bravos. The first time Come we on. see Jock and agar he's in a cage in King's Landing. It's like he okay, sees what's happening to Arya
2: in real time. The Lannisters are coming for her. She knows like sirio knows he's gonna or Arya's gonna need protection and like to continue teaching her, you know. I think like he actually was yeah. having fun teaching Arya. Um, yeah. And like having like an apprentice sort of thing. And like now he is on in a cage traveling with Arya, e- you know, every step of the way. It's I don't mm-hmm. know. It, uh, it is a little
0: interesting. Um, yeah, no, know, there's however, something there. There's something pattern there. of speech completely. He did what? He changed his pattern of speech completely. He did, what do you uh, mean? Yeah. Like from Sirio
2: to Jack and Hagar? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, is that the. Whenever he changes, whenever they change faces, like That's whenever cool. Arya goes into um, Frey, she speaks like Frey. You know, so I think it's it's all in act. Um, I right. think
0: I dig it. Um, yeah, it would be cool if Jock and Agar to have killed the first sword of Bravos, Serio Pharrell, taken uh-huh. his face and become Serio Pharrell. Oh. I haven't even considered that part okay. of it. He would have to kill the first sword of Bravos to become the first sword of Bravos. So it's
2: either Sirio or, or Jack and Hagar. It's either Sirio is Jack and Hagar or Jack and Hagar defeated Sirio and became him. And became him. Whoa. Well, so either I, I, way. I mean, running we running we with the theory this. that
0: Sirio Pharrell is the faceless man, at some point, he had to have been killed and his face had to have been taken that's just how that works. That's
2: true. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: Oh my God. Whoa.
2: It goes so much deeper than I ever it's thought. So <laughs>
0: it goes so <laughs> much
2: deeper. Um, uh,
0: but nevertheless, uh, he's like, uh, a man thirsts and, uh, Arya's is like too fucking bad. And, uh, one of the, one of the other dudes is like, bring us beer, bitch. And, uh, he's like, Arya's is like, I really, really don't want to do that. You should wash your fucking mouth, homie. Uh, And, uh, you know, she, she goes ahead and dismisses herself. Jockin's like, all right, all right. Kind of fuck with this. I like, I like this. I like this. He can very clearly tell this is a girl, you know, he's one of the, one of the not dumb people here. Uh, And, uh, a pair of gold cloaks ride on up and Aria, Aria hides as, uh, Gendry is, you know, talking to, they're all talking to Hot Pie and Lori about, uh, You know, what makes a battle? You know, I saw a couple of couple of people in armor fighting. That's a battle. And uh and uh Gendry's like, any idiot can buy armor. He's like, How do you know that? I sold armor. (laughs) uh, And I know I know what I know what happens here, okay? Uh Mm. I absolutely love that line. That was one of that was a contender for one of my favorite lines of the episode was just the like I, I sold armor. Like, I know what I'm talking about. What the fuck? Like,
2: be careful, though. They're looking for a blacksmith boy that has a bull's helmet. Like, I don't know. You know, uh, he, Gendry doesn't know that, though. You know, just poor Gendry. No. He's just, yeah, he's he bad time. He, he happens right. to just be thrown into this. You know, he was just born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just so, has to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for existing is, yeah. Um, but going to
3: the wall.
0: Why? And is like, yo, they're looking for me Like Being a little revealing here They're mm-hmm. looking for me She tries to hide uh, And then they're like, we're looking for Gendry Baratheon And, he, and she's like uh, oh, oh," Or Gendry Seems. They don't say Baratheon We're looking for okay. Gendry uh, And Arya's like, oh shit, yeah, that was a Whoops She's mm-hmm. gotta probably be a little more, more careful. careful Yeah, probably shouldn't Lim- have said all that uh, But uh, Gendry's like, so they're looking for you huh the fuck the fuck going on there what's up with that <laughs> uh but i love the way uh yoren scares these dudes off he's like everyone's always so worried about their throat and their head they forget what's down here you know i could nick this artery right here nobody nobody here knows how to unnick it you know <laughs> uh let's these look, let's scenes be with
1: it. aria are some of the most brutal scenes in the whole show like it's in oh. Like there are a lot of brutal scenes in Game of Thrones, and some of the shit that she witnesses, I'm just like, yeah, uh,
0: she goes through some brutal shit over the course of this. Uh, over the course of the show, she is hardened by the. Makes me the glad movie. that she kills the Night King. You oh, know, yeah. a lot of people that's, that's, don't that's like one that. Of the that's going to be the most fun to watch uh, on the rewatch. Is just oh how my she, god, she is forged into the weapon that destroys the Night King, which is very very cool. Uh, wow. destroys the army of the dead
2: the yeah through the night king the entire army as well like holy fuck she yeah. goes big she goes, she hard. goes big. yeah she goes huge eventually as she big as anyone <laughs> um probably the biggest in the game of thrones universe I'm has on. anyone gone bigger other than the night king maybe i was gonna say killing a dragon's pretty fucking crazy uh Wait, the dragon was already dead before... Or wait, was the dragon alive? He the dragon.
0: He threw a spear through no, the no, dragon. No, no,
2: no. I mean, was the dragon alive for the Night King when Arya
0: killed the Night King? Yes. Was that dragon... Yes.
2: So Jon Snow was ready too.
0: to face down that dragon. That's I don't true. know if you remember. Jon Snow, like, turns around and, like, yells oh, yeah. in the face of a dragon. And That's he's, like, true. ready to fight it. So
2: Arya also kills a dragon. Her killing the Night King kills the dragon, kills the entire army. So every kill that the Night King has had, Arya also has, but she also okay. has the Night King. So, so she we're is. It, we're we're getting into some
1: deep headcanon. It's simple
2: math. <laughs> no, it's simple. It is simple math. She is plus one it is, it is just, over the Night King. It's the
0: commutative property. Yeah, yeah
2: the
1: commutative property.
0: She's,
2: she's plus one over the Night King and that plus one is the Night King himself. Whoops. Whoops. Um, Aria is the King. Queen. Of the Game of Thrones universe,
0: that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. You know, That's I was it. thinking like, who's killed dragons? You know, you got Night King, you got uh, Arya. Technically, t- <laughs> uh, Euron Greyjoy.
1: Euron uh, Greyjoy killed
0: killed uh, uh, the Syrian, or Rhaegal. killed Rhaegal. with the giant fucking arrow with
1: the catapult. Oh, yeah, was that was yeah. that on the ship?
0: Like yeah, on I'm the on a the ship where somehow okay. they completely don't see a giant fleet of ships yeah. flying in the air I remember Ooh. that
2: um in in house of the dragon we have some a, a dragon death um by another dragon though so not a well right. I guess Aemon you could credit you know if it's like the Aemon didn't connection did happen though That's true that that wasn't a that wasn't an Aemon thing Yeah so yeah I guess that's it for Dragon Death. Yeah, top yeah. one's Arya. Top one's Aria.
1: Damn. Top one's <laughs> You know, I just I just really do feel like that's debatable. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's Dragon like Death. In, in, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> I I feel like she has to do a little bit more to kill a drag. Cause if, if there's, you know, and I like the fact that Arya killed the night King, but my issue with that scene is how fucking simple it was. Like for all the money that you funneled into season eight of game of Thrones, the most you can do is her like running up some fucking wooden steps, which I'm saying like, that's practically what she was probably doing. Jumping off, stabbing dude in the chest. And then it's over. Like, eight seasons to build up to that? Are you serious? That's the
2: thing, though, is that like, that's let me all get his strategy, power, but so that's how vulnerable he is. All it takes is Valyrian steel. That's it. That's what did we talk it about? takes.
0: What did we talk about all the time in freshman year world lit class or sophomore year world lit class? Hubris. Uh,
1: hubris. hubris. Hubris, man. And that's what hubris.
0: the Night King suffered from was hubris.
1: <laughs> he did. He did. He did indeed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but, uh, but it, it's just i wish i just wish they made some, some minor i don't know if the night king well I, I guess the whole dynamic is different in the books but if the night king could at least talk like that would have just added a whole fucking the night king layer. Doesn't exist in the books. oh yeah that's it yeah that's true that's why it automatically
0: <laughs> makes that inclusion of him in the show interesting like the reason he doesn't talk is because they have literally no idea what the fuck he would
1: say. What he would say. He's just this menacing character. I think it's better that he doesn't talk.
0: Because if we're it, being it... honest with ourselves, D&D, they did a really good job for several seasons where they had very firm mm. ground to stand on. Yeah. They had a rough, they had a tough time. Season seven and eight, when they had the book no, didn't exist. <laughs> the books don't exist. <laughs> hmm. and I think it really showed what they were capable of. It, it uh, did. It really whenever George
2: did. R. Martin didn't give them a roadmap or just storylines to, he told pick them. From. He told them
0: big plot points, but he didn't tell yeah, them how they to, had get to connect
2: the dots, and that's where they. Yeah, that's and that's that's
1: kind of yeah, and because it's just like there is there is. There's just a lack of complexity to some of this stuff. And honestly, it makes sense that it's not actually based on something from the novels because the, the novels and every other part of the show that's good is laden with complexity. That's why we watch Game of Thrones because there's exactly. fucking six storylines happening and they're all connected somehow. Um, like that's the interesting part like, trying to figure out what the strategy is before the strategy is deployed.
0: I like to think, like, what would have happened if they were just, like, wrong about if you kill the Night King and then everybody else dies.
2: Oh, like, just the Night King died, and and the army was still there? And then, like, the army of the dead is just fucking in. (laughs) The Night King just transfers into the next, like, white, you know, like, (laughs) the next in line.
0: There's there's so many ways, like, (laughs) I really think that ah, we'll get there one day look at that but this all stemmed from
2: Arya. that's it's where we were at. that's where we were at the beginning Arya, yeah
0: <laughs> Arya does that's go great. on a journey she does go the on a queen. journey we had she talk does about
1: that's what that's one game of thrones show i would watch is and like it can be completely made up obviously because that story is not written yet but whatever Arya does after the game of thrones proper i think that would be interesting
0: yeah, you know, like Jon Snow, like the the reason they would have moved forward with a Jon Snow spin-off is because Kid Harrington is Jon Snow just you know, it's, we love yeah. we love that. Guy. There there's like I think the end of his story is a good end of his story. I don't know how much more we right. need out of that. Uh Aria, however, that's where we could get really, really interesting. Uh what's west of Westeros, you know, like what happens, what happens beyond those beyond where the maps end. I like that. I like that. Right. idea. But, uh, regardless, these gold cloaks are looking for Gendry, not Arya. Yorin goes ahead and scares them off and they promise to return with more men. And Arya's is like, uh, why the fuck are you wanted? And he's like, literally no idea. People who come around and ask questions, they don't typically live for long. So that's not a good sign. Uh, and Arya's like, "Who asked questions?" And he's like, "The hand of the king." She's like, "Oh, oh, that's my, that's my that's my dad." Oh my, my dad,
1: god!
2: My dad <laughs> and um, look what happened. God, man, I, I, I'm just every time I remember like him dying at least Arya like wasn't looking at least she oh. saw just like doves flying in the air you yeah, know right. like that that's my that's my piece with shout this out that to I can Yorin, to. man like
0: Yorin's yeah. another one of those just small characters who's not in a lot of episodes just been kind of around in the background and dude's a real one i almost picked him for my favorite in this episode for this action alone like yeah. uh Protecting Gendry's identity, not telling them who he was or anything, and going like, "I'll, I'll fucking, I'll nick this artery. You'll die right here. You want to do that?
2: <laughs> like
3: you down? I'll do it. I don't have yeah, a problem." What's up, <laughs> uh, You're in
0: but, uh, urine's sick. Yoren's yeah, Love me some Yoren, but uh black. he's he's like, "Well, you thought they were looking for you. What the fuck is that about? Is it just because you're a girl?" Uh And he's like. <laughs> Aria's like, I'm not, I, but I-. he's like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Like every other person here. Okay. I completely, I, I understand that you're a woman. Uh, and <laughs> she's like, I, I can't, I'm not. he's like, what about your dick and piss then? How's that? Like, I, don't, I don't have to take a piss. He's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ultimately she reveals, yeah, I am a girl. And then she takes it a step further. And goes ahead and tells him that she is the she is Arya of House Stark. And he's like, Oh shit, you grew up in a castle. You're a lady. I should <laughs> have been calling you my lady and stuff. And he's like she's like, Don't you fucking call me that? And he's like, if it pleases my lady uh, <laughs> goes ahead and shoves him over. Loved that shit. It's cute, you know, uh little off putting given where the story goes between them. But Nevertheless, you know, it's not in that place here. Not
1: yet. Nah. Thankfully.
2: No, they're just both in, they're just like both. The only thing they have in common, like, really right now is that they're both being looked for and they both have pasts that other people don't know about. Yeah, really. shared trauma. And it's a, you know? So, yeah. Um, it's, a, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah.
0: um, But, but yeah, she, he, <laughs> he promises nobody will hear it from him. He's a cool, he's a real one. He's a cool guy. Uh, love me some Gendry. So this all worked out well. But uh, that ends the story in the Riverlands, and we take it to King's Landing next, where uh, Tyrion returns to the Tower of the Hand to find that Varys and Shay are having a little visit. And, uh, you know, he makes a little bit of an implied threat about uh, revealing her presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tyrion <laughs> puts his hand on the door and is like, I don't take threats lightly, guy you want to fuck with me you know i got it um uh, and uh, he's like who threatened you i like the way that he just puts a finger on the door varus just puts a finger on the door and is like uh good luck and <laughs> yeah. people around me people around me keep fucking dying and guess who's not dead me
2: god me. this is just so badass I love um, it. And I love, I love
0: the way that Shay was just like, uh, I fucking love this. Like, it's uh, like, I just love the way that they were like hanging out. They were actually having a good time. He's like, I look out for my friends. I, I, I'm i good to my friends. And Tyrion's like, yes, you are good to your friends. Your, your, your secrecy is legendary towards <laughs> your friends. Uh, he's like, but am I your friend? I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, and uh, Varys is like, let's blitz on out of here to the small council meeting. And uh, at the small council meeting, we find that Alton Lannister has delivered King Rob Stark's peace terms. And Cersei does what she does. Rips the piece of paper up. She's really good at ripping paper. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion says
2: that. Tyrion literally says that. Oh, like, like, yeah.
0: Immediately, I saw. I yeah. I forgot about that line from Tyrion. She ripped like, it. And right. I was like, "Damn, she's really good at." It that. Was like I
2: legitimately. I kind of like. I was thinking like she did rip it in like a very just clean and like very smooth, eloquent. It was like you know like the the Creamy. little yeah, just the the whole thing shebang. I don't know. uh
0: but you but really
2: then, got that uh, shit down. Uh, yeah, you affected like, the, you have art perfected the art. that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, I love Tyrion so much. And that's, <laughs> that's why I'm struggling is like, I was thinking of giving like, uh, the character just to Jack and Hagar for just his little appearance. And like, he starts to speak like Jack and Hagar. It's cool. And, and the look, the actor that I love of Jack and Hagar, but like, God damn, I love Tyrion so much. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's one of, like, on this rewatch, he's just, He's so, so Tyrion, cool. I feel like, like
1: Tyrion may, may likely get it. some of the most character nods.
0: Oh, for sure. Watch. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I'll go ahead and spoil it. He's mine for this episode. I have no doubt about that. Uh, okay. I'm glad we, haven't he gotten, we haven't gotten him. to the point of why, but, uh, he is for sure my favorite. I have, I have mm. no doubts about it, but, uh, yeah, Alton, uh, Alton delivers the peace term. Cersei goes ahead and is like, uh, nah, we're good. Tyrion's like, we could send them the bones. We don't really need that uh, to be a sh- show of good faith. And she's just completely ignores that and is just like, yeah, we're not going to no. do anything they want. Of course uh. not. <laughs> yeah, of no. Course. no, we won't. Oh, no. And That's I love the way too. she's like, uh, and did you see my brother while you were up there? And everyone in the room goes, ugh. <laughs> like Varys, Varys looks away, Peter looks away Grandmaster Maester Pycelle looks down Tyrion just kind of <laughs> sits there uncomfortably uh, and she says like to tell him that we haven't forgotten and everyone's like
3: oh god that's not
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> ick uh, but Grand Maester Pycelle smoothly moves on or relays a message from the Night's Watch we have news of the the, the the Lord Commander has sent us a message from the wall. And Tyrion uh, opens the letter, and it is a warning that they need to send men to the Night's Watch because there is a threat from the north. Winter is coming, and with it, the dead. Uh, everyone's like, oh, those it's... fucking idiots. And Tyrion's like, I don't know, man. I met Lord Commander Mormont. Uh, He's not exactly crazy. He's not a liar. Uh, this one might be, this one might be a little bit substantiated. Uh, I (laughs) I have, I'm inclined to believe him a little bit. Uh, like he probably has his reasons. And I, I didn't really remember this, uh, just immediately giving us reason for Tyrion's visit to the Knights, like, Tyrion's visit to the Night's Watch paying off in a big way and that he believes them. I didn't mm. really remember that. You know, like I didn't uh I remembered everyone being really dismissive, but I didn't remember that they relayed it to them this early on that like, yo, a dead man attacked me in my chambers. He rose from the dead and tried to attack me. And everyone's like, nah, that just didn't no. happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, couldn't, they're couldn't just willing
1: you. they're just willing to be like, This is probably something that'll blow over, right? Like there's yeah. those people
2: <laughs> like there are crazy up there up at the wall. They don't have sex and they're oh, just and, there. And I love
0: that Tyrion's like, Hey, you do know that the only thing standing between us and what's beyond the wall is the night's watch. Like and Cersei gives him shit. Oh, you spend one fucking week at the at the at the wall and all of a sudden you believe in Grumpkins and Snarks and he's like I mean I this, win there." Like, like I do, have you been there? I was the one who was there. Have you been there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I, I more. Commander Mormont. He's a pretty good he, guy. He did um, piss
2: off the edge of the wall. He did something. I don't know if I'd, head head head. I'd have did. the strength or balance to do. Um, I'd have to really all. arch. I'd have to. I'd have to really piss strong in that cold. I don't know if I can piss that strong with that cold of temperature. I don't I'd know how it's going to work. I'd be concerned about freezeage.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, does it freeze right
2: when it comes out cuz whoa. You
0: got to be cold up there, you know? I might, hurt.
1: might spit off the wall. I don't know if I'd piss off the wall.
0: Spit off the wall? Yeah, I feel good about that. I'd harness myself to take a shit
1: off
2: the wall. I'd put <laughs> myself in a harness and I'd take a dump <laughs> and just,
0: just see how long that can fall.
2: Definitely right over the gate, right over the just yeah. is it maybe just so happened maybe just how long it takes maybe you could actually tr- no i guess the elevator obviously would be slower than just the poop falling but yeah, i fast. don't know how <laughs> how long does a thing how long would a poop take to fall off the wall you know i, I want to know that answer um wouldn't it, as, it, wouldn't it be as long as wouldn't be as long as
1: anything else is 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 that the thing like a feather and a ton of bricks would land at the same time
2: no it de- actually depends on like aerodynamics there like a feather would fall way slower than a brick it you know yeah. cuz it fall yeah. like a piece right. of that paper makes, or something and a
0: brick just but like the but a piece of poop? scenario you're thinking of is like so, what a pound of a pound of feathers and a pound of bricks they would fall yes at the,
1: they would fall at the same Wait, rate which means a pound of shit and a pound of bricks would fall at the same time as well yeah, exactly.
2: I'd say the aerodynamics of poop. I'd say poop could get lifted by wind a little bit. In a brick, like not really. It's gonna get shuffled around a bit, know. but it's really Yo, just you gonna got a pound of shit coming out of you. <laughs> 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 so okay, the wall's about seven hundred feet tall. Wait, is count. how, how is. tall So I mean this is this this is not hard. Uh seven hundred feet tall. Um we just need the acceleration. What's the rate, what's the rate of um, acceleration due to gravity in cool. feet in feet per second, I guess. Um I know it in meters per second, uh, but of feet in feet per second it's uh,
3: thirty two
2: point one seven. So you just do seven hundred divided by thirty two point one seven, and you get about twenty one point seven five seconds. Um, if it does just fall absolutely straight down with no air resistance at all, which is not true. It's, yeah, not possible. And so, so if, if you jump...
0: Probably about 30 seconds. If you jump
2: off the wall, as a human, you'll probably be airborne for about 25 seconds before you hit the ground. That which, is that's like insane. State building is only like, you're up there for like one, like maybe two seconds. When you jump Wait. off like the Empire State Building. Why it's, like you, why do you ball know ball that ball. I just like the it's like physics now you throw a ball off the Empire State Building a lot, um, and like not, not you know you you just replace the ball with a human to it's the same man but, what I, uh, anyway <laughs> um taking a shit <laughs> off the of wall would be about of you know, thirty seconds <laughs> um, so I guess you got a shit and you gotta know that 30 seconds later, someone's coming out of the gate, um, yeah. and so that you shit on them. That, that'd be the goal. Rider! You shit on the <laughs> someone opens the gate. <laughs> blow and... the horn! You, you blow the horn to get, I don't know, maybe that would like, no, I guess they would shut the gate if you blow the horn.
0: Well, it depends on how many how many horns are blown, because three means white walkers, one means rider, two means something else, like wildlings, like it's a if they blow yeah, for a
2: rider, I bet they open the gate and people go out. Yeah, you'd blow the horn yeah. and then just like thirty start a thirty seconds. You gotta get that thing out of there, you know? <laughs> so
0: that's oh. nuts. Well, none the, nonetheless, uh Tyrion's the only one who trusts anything coming out of the wall. Uh next up, uh we're at the brothel ran by Lord Peter Baelish, uh where Roz like so season one far as the sex of it is concerned already i feel has been topped by season two as far as the amount of sex scenes oh definitely almost just from this part of the episode alone you uh yeah it was a
1: little ridiculous
0: (laughs) yeah you're just like okay well here's here's some softcore porn for you uh It comes right off the coattails of Theon and that one chick Mm. fucking on the Mm -hmm. boat. So it's like right after that, you cut to the brothel, the brothel. This is what's happening. Someone's looking through a peephole getting dome. And then Peter's looking through the peephole to watch this dude get dome. And it's just like, what's, what's, oh my goodness, there's so much going on here. And then not only that, but you know, you hear a dude is very disappointed. Uh, because he's not getting what he paid for. Roz is extremely upset. He's not exactly down with everything that's happened right now. Uh, neither is she and, and she, she storms off and he's like, you know what? Here, she'll take care of you. Let me wipe the cum off of her face real quick and we'll be good to go. Uh, Eesh. That what was a like, scene. I just love, I scene. just love. <laughs> That she wi he wipes the cum off of her face and then she immediately starts making out with this dude. So fucking funny. I loved that. Uh,
2: yeah, that's uh, wow.
1: What a show to have that bit,
0: just like that, that thing in the detail, show. It's a bit much.
1: Wow. It was, it was that was a bit much. That was some that was some that was some kinky shit.
0: That was like that's uh that's uh ah. the, the uh there's a there's this meme that is very rampant on like comic book Twitter that says like, uh, the, the writer's vaguely veiled fetish. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's always in reference to se- like, there's, there are, there's several pages of comic book art where Spider-Man's webs look nothing like Spider-Man's webs and are hitting people in the face. And it's like,
3: uh, like
0: official, official comic book art, like actual, wow. actual cover right. art. What? This is a real thing. And, uh, so, so like people, like people take moments like that and are like, this is very clearly the creator's vaguely veiled fetish. And, uh, this felt like, this felt very heavy in that regard. This episode was like, Oh, wow. We're really, really getting sexual with it. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, Roz, she's struggling. Peter has to go talk to her. He asks, you know, did, uh, did he hurt you? And she's like, no, it's just Megan. And Peter's like, who's that? And Roz is like, she worked for you. Okay. Uh, she's the one whose baby got murdered in front of me. The The baby who I watched get killed. You know, I can't stop thinking about that. Fair I'm enough. A bit, I'm a bit yeah. post-traumatic stressed. Is uh, she in
2: the room? Was she like, yeah she, she would yeah, she, she saw it
0: happen yeah that's uh,
2: that's way that's just the ultimate
0: yeah yeah, yep can't get much worse than that no, like you will never like you will never be the same uh but uh Peter's like, yes, that was uh poorly handled, the king, while he has a great power, does not have much grace uh does not he does not have much grace. And, uh, he's like, you know, you gotta get happy, Roz. You know, I once, I once got this girl from a pleasure house in Lee's. You remind me a lot of her, you know, she was, she was wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous, just a perfect creature in every regard, but she wasn't happy. And you know what happens when she stops make, when she stops being happy is she stops making me money. And I hate bad investments. So how did I mitigate this investment? I went ahead and gave, gave her to a lord who had disgusting fantasies, things that most men would never even think of. And you know what most men think of. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God. Like this is, this is a harrow, this is a harrowing scene. This is Gary. Oh my God.
2: Like Gary. You know, I, I love Tyrion because he's he's the happy, he's the fun, and can be serious when he's he has to guy. be. But oh my god, is like, ba- like, Littlefinger is kind of like the, like why I like Palpatine, you know, the, the calculatedness. You know, I hate Palpatine for everything he stands for, but like, the way he goes about it is like, alright, for an evil dude... I'll give you credit. You know, for for oh, being right. that evil. Sure, I'll give you credit in the way on you do. On your
0: it. level of evil, yeah. you're very good um, at it. But on every other level, like yeah. Shit. I can't I person. can't fuck with it, but you're good at this shit. Uh yeah. This is frightening. Uh he's like, "Yeah, so you could take the night off, but tomorrow you'll return and you'll be happy." And the like fake smile she forces and it's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Good. Okay." Uh, that shit is so disturbing. I like that they were like, just in case you forgot how big a piece of shit this guy is.
1: Yeah, no, and they want you to remember it for as long as you can.
0: Yeah, especially since this is just like a really, really disturbing foreshadowing.
1: Right. Yeah. Of especially the laws. That and I think the way that Littlefinger um views women like they they make it a point later on to kind of um make it seem like little finger may have in a genuine interest in the well-being of some women as opposed to others and that that's just likely not true for a person who has this capacity
0: no it is not true uh for a person who has this capacity and uh yeah one thing i loved about this scene not only is aiden gillen very very good in it so is uh so is the actress for Roz. i can never remember her name what is it let me see real quick it is esme bianco she is incredible as Roz. but uh the way the scene looked was fucking gorgeous it was a very very well shot scene of uh like the way it was like lit was very very pleasing like the pinkish hue coming from the curtains was really really mm. awesome uh i really really enjoyed the way this this scene looked but uh yeah it was a goodie. but nevertheless the next scene is my favorite of oh. the episode okay uh, tyrion sitting down to dinner with lord jano slint okay yeah yeah he's questioning him he's like hey yeah what's up buddy how you doing isn't this food fucking delicious yeah it is he's like i I might go ahead and hire your cook oh wars have been started for less (laughs) so (laughs) 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 what's this business about you you know what happened in the city the other day? All the, all the, all the bastards getting killed. And Janos was like, yep, orders are orders. I go ahead and follow them, you know, like a nasty business had to be done. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I knew you were keeping the peace and stuff. I didn't know you had to kill babies to keep the peace though. That's kind of, that's kind of out of pocket. Don't you think? <laughs> uh, and, uh, Janice is like, Hey man, I just, uh, orders are orders. I follow the orders and Tyrion's like, uh, did Cersei have you do that? You know she has she has evil appetites. My sister did Cersei did Cersei have you? And he won't he won't reveal who did it. And Tyrion's like, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, how about uh, how about when you know you killed the Northmen and and Ned Stark's men? You gave that order, right? He's like, yeah, you know the he tried to he tried to buy me. I'm not. Uh, he tried to buy me. I ha- it had to be done. And he's like, oh yeah, he just didn't realize you'd already been bought. Uh I love Tyrion in this scene. This is the scene why Tyrion gets my favorite character. And this is the scene that gets my favorite scene. It's, it's fucking incredible. Uh And he's oh, like, Oh man, I, I can't believe I forgot
2: about this scene and how much I love Tyrion. Like, yeah. Oh dude, it's, it's fantastic. Oh my God.
0: Uh, the way he's like, uh, yeah, you know, and since you did that to the former hand of the King, I can't exactly trust to have you around while I'm hand of the King. So, uh, <laughs> You're gonna get on a boat to the East Watch by the Sea, and it's a rather long walk to the wall from there, uh <laughs> Captain Black, but you're gonna go ahead and take that walk and you're you're going to you're going to the, to the north. And he's like, You can't do this to me. I'm a lord. And he's like, Well, I won't have to do it to you. Here's this guy. This is Braun. Uh, say hi to Braun. And Bron's like, Hi. Uh and uh Braun goes ahead and six, the Lord uh, the the city watch on him. He's like, Who the fuck is this guy? Well, Braun is the new Lord Commander of the City Watch uh fucking awesome this dude's yeah, meteoric rise is so quick i love it god damn braun hitched his wagon to the right train you know uh super super fucking cool that he just becomes the lord commander of the city watch here and uh goes ahead dismisses janos to the wall and he's like you can't do this the king appointed me and he's like yeah i can do whatever the fuck i want okay bye buddy you're a piece of shit deuces uh And I was trying for episodes to remember how this dude got sent to the wall. Because like what I remember of him is he's like a dick rider of Alistair Thorne, whenever there's like that competition for who's the Lord Commander between Alistair Thorne Mm. and Jon Snow, he's like right there by Alistair Alistair Thorne's side at all times. And then whenever the Battle of the Wildlings at the end of season four comes, he hides in the basement with Gilly and uh, Gilly and her baby. Ah. God, that was such a satisfying scene. Oh, so good. Fuck that so guy. good. Uh so I just love watching this dude get sent to the wall because he is a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> absolutely blows. It was perfect. But uh Yeah, absolutely love that scene. That was a easy easy moment that made Tyrion my favorite favorite character of the episode. Uh you know, an easy stance to get behind being anti-killing babies. Uh, it's a, it's an easy one yeah. to be like easy. That's an easy yeah. one. Yeah. Tyrion well, always he's always on the good side. It feels like, but oh. somehow in a show like this, it's like wow, that's a rarity. It's a good thing someone thinks that.
1: Yeah, no, seriously, it is, and I, I think Tyrion will also get my my best character nod as well, but
3: Let's for show. a slightly
1: different scene, but similar because I I don't know. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll I'll wait for you to get there. I think we're gonna get there soon.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Tyrion's getting the clean sweep for the character though. <laughs> um, I think I don't, I don't think it's I was thinking Jack and agar but oh my god, we haven't even finished Tyrion and No, uh, this last
0: scene is even better. Yeah, it elevates yeah. even higher when Cersei confronts Tyrion about his actions, dismissing uh Janos to the wall and uh He's like, Come on now, you know you losing the support of the people. They're going to rise up against you. It's a guarantee. Half of them will try to kill you and half of them will die. So what the fuck? And, uh, she's like, I straight up don't give a fuck. Uh, it was the acting throughout this scene that concluded for me that Lena Hedy as Cersei Lannister gets my performance nod. Uh, mm. mostly for what comes immediately next when Tyrion's like it was nasty business what happened with uh what happened with Robert's bastards throughout the cities the you know he killed he killed children, they they killed a baby, and Cersei is visibly not okay with that. Yeah. Uh like she is very like it was the facial acting by Lena Headey here that made me go, Oh, she is fucking good at this. Oh, yeah. uh, whenever he's like did you order that and she's like she just kind of like cocks an eyebrow and like walks across the room and it's like Tyrion concludes like oh shit joffrey did that and you had no idea he was going to do that uh and she she doesn't she doesn't confirm or deny uh and I, I absolutely, just the way that Cersei handled the scene was fucking incredible. The way Tyrion handles this scene is fucking incredible as. That's why. Next up, you know, he, he jokes like, uh, her relationship with Jamie says that she, and she's like, yeah, you've always been funny, haven't you? You've been, a, you've been a funny little guy, huh? <laughs> remember your, remember your first fucking joke when you killed our mom? Yeah, that was like, I was. Good one, Cersei. Yeah. It,
1: like- and it, it- it's around this point in the show, I think, where you realize, like, because it's like even a family like the Lannisters, even as much as you understand why they would all despise one another, you're like, on some level, right? They, they still, like, like, care for one another. Like, they have, like, some familial bond, right? But continually, and particularly in clarity at this point in the season, I think we're realizing... uh it, underneath all of this like fake love is just like actual hate. Like they, they only act as if they are indebted to one another because they share a name. But even that is a very thin layer.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Like I, uh, the dynamic between Tyrion and Cersei is one that flies under the radar for a lot of people for, in my opinion, as far as like, uh, like I think about when we get to the end of this show and he goes and begs her, to side with Danny and protect the North. Like the army of the dead is coming. Like you need you need to be there. Like he trusts her he trusts her not to kill him. Which yeah. is kind of insane. Like yeah uh, there's there's just a lot of layers to it man and I really, really enjoy their dynamic in this scene. It it you're familiar with the fact that Tyrion's mother died at birth you're familiar with the fact that tywin hates him you know cersei hates him you know jamie's the only one who's ever really given him a chance yeah and this just writes in stone why cersei hates him yeah like she had time with her mom you know she did live with her mom she did Mm. love her mom and she Mm -hmm. died giving birth to her little brother but, but then view the view. lack
1: of it's compassion unfair. that you have to have to blame that on.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Teary.
0: Extremely like, unfair. Excruciatingly would unfair. They, it starts with, they... do, you remember, do you
2: remember when you did this? And it's like, no, but, no. No, I don't. Still, my brain is literally still forming outside of the womb, still. And I haven't developed memory or thought yet, really. So, no, I... Haven't. And it's like
1: would would they blame him for for that if he was like like normal uh, completely normal human like, who yeah, could like
2: just not yeah I no yeah. I don't think so.
1: Well, I would say they
2: yes. They would they wouldn't bully him as much because that's all they have. That's yeah. all they have on Tyrion is that he's an imp. They call him an imp and they killed their mom. But like Tywin is like whoa you're actually smart. Actually, kind of like like Tywin even recognizes like the good in Tyrion. I think like Jamie's kind of cool with him. I'd say, and Jamie mm-hmm. like we have like a Tyrion or a Lannister uh, ranking, um, mm-hmm. and like right now Tyrion's just number one. I don't think that will ever change. Um, but then um, Jamie, I think, is like four behind Tommen and Marcella, um, mm-hmm. because like how how can you really hate Tommen or Marcella? Um, but, like, I feel like Jamie's pretty cool with Tyrion. Um, and he doesn't really bully him as much. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. This, like, that, this scene between Cersei and, and Tyrion is just... It gives a shining example of what their characters are for the rest of the show. Like, Cersei's like, you have to root out each weed one by one to make sure, like, that your enemies can't do anything. She's like, you have to root them out one by one, and that's what she does. She just kills. If yep. you are a weed to her, she rips you out, there you're gone. Um and Tyrion, you know, he's with all really this being thrown at him, he's like, You're missing the bigger picture here. You know, like right. I um and I, I don't know. I love the the dichotomy between between the two and just how different of Lannisters they are.
1: Right. Um, and I'm thinking, well, I guess it's less true when you consider how Tyrion is in the book because Tyrion's, from what I understand of Tyrion in the book, is like his deformities, his physical deformities do in a way reflect his internal, like, just like evilness. Like he's not as uh, laudable a character as he is in the television show and the books. Um But it it kind of calls back to a, uh, like, a, there's, it's like an old... Uh, like, li- literary trend, I guess, uh, that started around with Richard III, a Shakespeare, um, play where this, this dude was a, I think Richard III may have actually existed actually. Um, but he, he like had this like grotesque hunchback. He was just like this evil person inside and that is played out in his physical appearance. Um, but that's kind of the inverse is true for Tyrion in Game of Thrones where, um, his, his, uh, I guess deformed appearance results in a, a more clear perspective of everyone else as opposed to a more warped perspective of the yeah. world. Um, versus Cersei, who, who seems completely normal versus Jaime, who seems completely normal, they have some of the most twisted internal, um, battles, mm. desires of anyone in the Game of Thrones.
0: Interesting, yeah, it's yeah. that typical trope and flips it on its head, and it's uh, yeah, very very compelling. Uh, I really, yeah, I just yeah, I, I, love I gave uh, throughout the show.
2: I think Peter Dinklage is going to have to get my my performance nod as well here. Um, just throughout the whole episode, the man was just consistent throughout, and I think he'll hold it right now if some. I don't know. Does anyone from the wall or in Danny's storyline really, I don't know if anyone stacks up to Peter Dinklage or, um, or Lena Hetty. or yeah, or Lena Hattie here. So I think all, I don't know, that gives Peter Dinklage two in a row for me uh performance.
0: Yeah, nods, they were, but, they were easy top two. It was just a matter yeah. of, uh, I knew Peter Dinklage would get love for this scene because yeah. of his reaction To the whole, uh, remember your first joke when you killed mother, you know, like whenever he like, he like hardens and like turns his head and is like, I can't believe you still blame me for that. Like you can tell that hurts him. It's not like that's not something that he is usually someone who the insults roll off his back. He can just let them, he can just let them hit him and he can let them go. This is not one he can get past. And, uh, the performance of it makes that very, very clear. Uh. You can just see the pain that he has whenever, whenever she, whenever she says that, and it's it's impeccably well done. But I wanted to give uh, her credit for the acting she does when she hurls that at him. Like it's a, uh, mm. it's just one of it's one of my favorite acted scenes in the show so far. It was just so fucking well done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, both of them, both of them were incre- incredible in that scene.
2: Mm. Okay, but, there might. There might be a rival to the performance, possibly, but I don't, I don't know. I think Perhaps. Peter Dinklage is, is probably my, my set in stone pick.
0: There's but. one, there's one sleeper that I, I'll mm-hmm. hear, but, mm-hmm. uh, the next location brings us to Dragonstone. Yes. where On Dragonstone, Davos is recruiting a Lysine sale, sell sale Salador San and his fleet of 30 chi- uh, 30 ships to King Stannis Baratheon's cause and Davos man this guy's the salesman i will i will like we will keep seeing that this man knows how to convince people of shit it's oh yeah he's one of the most fantastic, like one of my favorite characters in the entire show sir davos seaworth uh but this scene does have my favorite line of the episode in which salador san says uh you know Mathos seaworth is like a how dare you like uh, the the Lord of light would never would never stand for you being a part of the a part of the battle against uh, against the evil. And she's like, he's like, I've been all over the world. Everyone's always always got their God and everyone always thinks they're right. There is only one God and it's what's between a woman's legs. I fucking loved that line. He's like, yeah, Ah! I'll go. I'll go plunder the greatest city in Westeros with you. One thing I want to fuck the queen. That's all I want.
3: Uh, (laughs) And he's like,
0: we're not going to do this just so you can rape the queen. He's like, I didn't say I would rape the queen. I said I would fuck her. Uh and uh, he, he's like what what he's like I I you don't know how persuasive I can be and then he like kind of comes at him like come on buddy you want to get it on like I love I love Salvador San. He said he literally says you don't know how persuasive
2: I am I've never tried to fuck you is what yeah. he says <laughs> I've you, never dude, tried. That's it that's nuts that's off That might be the line right there that, that I'll might be the
1: line with. Yeah um, no that might be the line. You don't <laughs> know how persuasive <laughs> I am to
2: fuck you that's pretty good, damn! Sal- pretty Salvador San coming in hard with the lines this episode. Yeah, Salvador um,
0: San came in with a fucking bang. I love <laughs> this character, uh, and I—is this the first black guy in in Game of Thrones? I can't, yeah, think of any.
3: I there- yeah.
1: I can't
0: think of any. I'm like the only only actor I think might have been black was Recaro in season one, but he's not. No, definitely not. Yeah, no. No, no one's not. coming to mind. That's no. Sure. Yeah, this is the first black guy in Westeros. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> the first black guy in Westeros.
0: Uh, Shout out to Salador San, you're a real one. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I fucking love his character. He almost got my character nod, but I was like, I I can't, I'll give him the line. I can't confidently tell, tell you that I like this guy's character more than (laughs) I like here in this episode. Uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, but, uh, Mathos Seaworth, Davos's son, encourages him to learn, uh, to read. I forgot, Davos can't read. It's another fun little, uh, fun little part of his story and uh so that he can study the holy texts of the lord of light Davos is like nah i'm good i don't i don't i don't like i don't really do that and he's like uh, come on that's the one true god and he's like you want me to have a god fine my god is stannis like i'll follow i'll follow stannis to the end of the world he gave you a shot that you never would have had you'll be a knight because of him like none of what we have would be here without stannis so i'm i'm comfortable putting my faith in him and uh He's like all right. All right. All right. Okay.
1: And bro is wild for that cuz his confidence in Stannis is just like unwavering and I'm like, bro, he's just I an get honorable it. man, I Stannis, guess. Stannis and and I could see why someone like Davos like Davos would follow Stannis, but Stannis has too much evidence. And I mean, I guess at this point I don't blame him as much, but like here in a season or two, I'm I'm in, like I'm going to be at the point where like, bro, like this dude Stannis does not have it together. Like he's, he's losing his fucking mind. Don't you see that?
0: Yeah, no. And he does, he does eventually see it. You know, he eventually recognizes what he needs to do, but I I do appreciate his unwavering loyalty just because, you know, he's, he he doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds him. You know, he's like, you know, you, you've put me in the position where I'm in. And I, I thank you for that every day. I'm an advisor. Like he is his top advisor. Besides yeah. Melisandre, you yeah. know, like that, that is the top advisor to someone who is going, he, he thinks has the rightful claim and does at this moment have the rightful claim to the throne, which is right. like, if he's in, a, if he's in the spot he's in, he's like, yo, if I stay loyal to Stannis and we win, I could be hand of the king.
2: Yeah.
3: Like that's I think true. that's
0: kind of another, another or, thing going through his head.
2: At least on the council. That's for sure. Yeah, like minimum. If Melisandre doesn't become, you know, I don't know. I don't know what she would. I don't know. if She's just god. Master of religion or something. Yeah, she's just god. At that time, I think I don't know.
1: Uh, Melisandre. As soon as Melisandre came into the fold, I would have been real concerned, and he was. He was very concerned, but like she was, she's on some shit, man.
0: You know some other shit, bro, and uh, it's just
1: like I don't completely believe that she was even lying about her motivations for doing what she did, but even still, I'd be suspect,
0: oh, for sure, for sure, Because, uh, like uh she like this, I don't know, I don't know whenever you know next up we're in the we're in the the battle room the 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 planning room that we've become so familiar with in later seasons, and uh. Even in House of the Dragon, this room is featured in one scene between Damon and, uh, uh, oh, what was her name? Missaria? They're, uh, they're, they're posted up in there at one point after, Mm -hmm. uh, Millie Alcox, Rhaenyra, has come to confront him and stuff, and he gave the egg back and everything. Uh, but, uh, Melisandre's like, all right, so we gotta talk one on one. Let's get this shit. Uh, what's going on, buddy? You trying to fuck? Uh, I-, I love the way he's like, uh, I have a wife. I can't do that. Like, no. And then, uh, she's like, uh, oh yeah, a wife who's sick and decrepit and, uh, she's, she's, she's terrible to you and you hate her and you're disgusted by her. You know, she's never given you a son. She's given you nothing but stillborns. Uh, so I mean, let's fuck. <laughs> he's, he's like, no, I can't do that. And then she's like, I can give you a son. He goes,
1: a son a son let's smash
0: Uh, (laughs) it's always the funniest like the the craziest most out-of-pocket way to seduce a man in westeros is to tell you tell him you can give him a son like those dudes go crazy i'm sorry bro the thought of a son just made you horny no i mean i guess
2: literally this act she's put on the table the the conception of the sun she knocks over like all the pieces in Westeros mm-hmm. and like the sun legitimately kind of disrupts like a lot of shit like this oh, yeah. sun um shadow sun whatever the heck that is like in is it what actually happened like what does that shadow sun do it kills renly Oh my god that's right.
0: Yeah, wow. kills Renly. That's actually and huge. Brianna yep. of Tarth is accused of having done it. Oh she my with god. She goes dark and sets a whole it sets a whole all, bunch of shit in motion. Is
2: that all the shadow? Is that that just it disappears? It's a single it's mission. Damn. That's nuts. And Melisandre knew this? Is this like her prophecy? Is this like she's manipulating Stannis into a son or just like she just knew her, she knew a son. Does she know that like a baby born from her would be this way? Or did this yes. just happen? Yeah.
0: Do
1: you think? Yeah. She knew, yeah. She, she knew what
0: she was, she knew what ritual was conducted. Yeah.
2: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah. I, Damn. I think that she, she's like using some kind of, there is some kind of spiritual or religious and there, there is a, this is a, big thing you can find a lot of people talking on YouTube about in excruciating detail. Um but like there's a, a real religious like contention going on underneath like as a subtext to the entire Game of Thrones story. Like this oh, wow. idea of the the light of the seven and the Lord of light and the um uh many faced god like there there's there's something operating uh, beneath the actual text of the story.
0: No, it's fantastic, and I think that really comes full force whenever the the uh, the High Septon. Oh, what's he go by? The guy who carved seven pointed stars into foreheads. Uh, oh God! Oh, that, that the, guy. Isn't wow. he a Lannister? No. no. Well, that guy. There is a Lannister within the. He became ranks. the High Septon,
1: right? Like, or did he? Yeah, he becomes
0: he, the High Septon. He, yeah. There, there comes a name. point where that guy is the most powerful man in the realm. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Faith Militant, faith, faith. Is that it? I don't know. I just go- that was the first thing that popped up on Google. No, probably not. practice that the Faith Militant would adopt. The faith guy Militant. Faith Militant. Yeah, the there High Sparrow.
1: High the High sp- Sparrow. Sparrow. Oh okay, that whole season was mm. wild, like wild. They get deep in the religious stuff, yeah.
2: Like that, I don't know, that's a part of the show that I never really gave credit to. That they, they do focus on that they very do. heavily. They yeah. focus on it, and it's it's politics, a, it's a religion, war, lot. sex, like the the dragons, the, the, the story oh God, of the Lord Light of,
0: of seven, the Lord of Light. Like it's the many-faced
2: god, on. Uh, the god of death,
1: and I'm yeah. not so I, I'm not convinced that all of these all of these deities are different. I think no, that... they're the
0: same. They're the same motherfucker.
1: Yeah, right. Like it's 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 got to be.
0: Fucking with them. Yeah, like they're, one of my favorite yeah. takes is that like the Lord of Light is the real one because you see, like you just see a lot of shit come of the Lord of Light. Yeah. but I don't think necessarily that that means that just the Lord of light is right. I think that they're like the Lord of light is all, all of the gods. Like it, it, it is the many faced God. It is right. the, the, the fucking mm. old gods. It is the new gods. Like it's just, that they're just, just in a different way. Just is. It just is. Uh, but nevertheless, that concludes the story in Dragonstone and brings us to location four of six, uh, mm where we are on yes. the Iron Islands
3: where okay. Theon
0: Greyjoy has traveled to the Iron I- Islands on a merchant ship and has sex with the captain's daughter <laughs> you know uh, make me your salt wife take me to shore he's like nah nah you nah see, nah you belong with the boat uh, she, she seemed
1: deranged she, she, she uh, was kind of scaring no
3: yeah, yeah. she got
0: she, she, I, I like
3: Yeah. yeah
0: you know, to each their own. She was uh, into it. She she had a good time. Own. It seemed yeah, at least at least she's
1: into yeah. it. You know, like he yeah. wasn't She was a lot little. just seemed a little too into it. I was like, is she gonna like? It's better like, than better than the opposite. I guess. Better th- better yeah, than the sure. alternative. Which and I very... also
0: I also like that that she's not a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's like just the captain's daughter. He's like, Yep, yeah, let's go below deck and let's fuck. Like, yeah, all right, and- fair enough. Uh, and, uh, he tells her that he's expecting a warm reception as there's nobody, uh, there's not a lot of excitement in the Iron Islands ever since he left. And, uh, there is no reception, uh, whenever he gets to, uh, the, the port. And, uh, he's a little bit, uh, you know, he, he arrives and he's like, they're like, what's that ship carrying? He's like, uh, oranges and the finest wine in the arbor and, the true heir to the iron islands. The guy just looks at him and he's like, the the one true heir of ba- Balon Greyjoy." The guy keeps looking at him. He's like me. And, uh, he's like, all right, dude, I straight up. Don't give a fuck.
3: Uh, <laughs> let's
0: see if we can get you a ride though. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see if we can get you a ride. <laughs> and, and then uh, a woman pulls up and offers him a ride to Pike. And, uh, he, uh, you know, rides on the back of her horse and he he feels her up, touches, touches her titties and, uh, you, you know, uh, the, the slides the hand down and uh she's he's like, uh, you know, uh, this will this will be a story you, you tell for generations. And she's like, oh, I assume this will not be a story fit for children, uh, <laughs> not for the reason he thinks. But for a reason, for, for a whole separate reason, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he yeah, she uh, plays him so well, man. Oh, dude, I fucking love it.
1: This is, uh, I think, he, I think beyond arriving at, at um uh fucking what's it called the Iron Islands? Iron Islands. Um, is is maybe gets my 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 scene because it's just it was it's among the last times that we see uh. No, it's not, but it, it, it is. I think like there aren't many moments in the show in general where we see Theon in his full glory, even if that glory is mistaken. Um, and it's, yeah. it's just entertaining. It's just entertaining to see.
0: <laughs> Fantastic character, man. And uh, th- this was the other actor who I would hear out for, uh, for a favorite performance is Alfie Allen as, as Theon Greyjoy. I think, uh, I think he does really, really well and the scenes that he's provided, you know, he's really, really good at playing this just absolute loser, (laughs) you know, like he, he, he's just a loser, uh, over and over, man, over and over. He's just humiliated. And like, you know, the stuff like this makes it a little bit more clear. What his motivations and going back and taking, taking Winterfell and stuff like it makes sense that he's trying to kiss up to dad and, fulfill the 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 good son role he always wanted to be but never is never had anywhere. And uh you know, he's he's further disappointed when his father questions his loyalty and his memory of his roots having spent, you know, more time with House Stark than he did uh at House Gradeway. And uh he delivers Rob's letter suggesting an alliance against House Lannister and uh for which Rob would make Baylon king of the Iron Islands again and you know the whole. Were you given? Were, were, did you pay gold for that, or did you pay? Did you pay the iron price? Did you pay in blood? And I also have never really thought about how blood has a mm. high iron content, and therein it's like, oh, it's like the iron price. That's sick,
2: actually. Yeah. I've always thought even like the Iron Islands is kind of cringy. I don't know why. They, they, yeah. They're kind of like they're kind of aware and like they're kind of chill. Like they're, they kind of don't give a fuck, and I like that. About them.
0: They're like, wannabe Dothraki.
2: Yeah. It, they're kind of cringy in that way. But um, I don't know. That is actually kind of cool. The iron pride. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Huh.
0: Oh man, I don't know. I don't know that they're smart enough to make that connection. I think they're just called the Iron Islands. So Um, it
2: was just the first dude, whoever did it. Like he made that connection. He's like, yeah, this is good. And then no one got it ever since. And then it's just, they just keep. That sounds kind of hard. The iron price. Iron's hard.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) But uh, regardless, he's like, no, I will not just be sold. King, I will take it for myself, and uh this is where I think the fifth king technically comes in. Is Balon tries to become king of the Iron Islands. We have Rob, Stannis, Renly, Joffrey, and Balon. yeah, okay. Uh, even though sense. there is a reference earlier in the episode where Cersei says like like they're like they're uniting with the king beyond the wall and she's like what's that make five kings now you know like uh very very on the nose little reference to the war of the five mm. kings I loved it but uh nevertheless I think this is the technical fifth king whenever they look back on it in history books they're not really like Mance Rayder yeah. the king <laughs> beyond the wall
1: Mance right uh,
0: <laughs> yeah because they don't recognize no they don't recognize yeah. the validity of that in any capacity. Right. Uh, or the threat of that in any capacity and
2: didn't we we might or i might have even said that like is the night king one of them it's like no because no one even believes yeah no, white walkers exist
0: so so yeah hmm. okay yeah so i think like balon a- would be the technical fifth king whenever we look back on it in like history books but uh okay you know his uh you know he's like uh I, I i i'm here to be your heir like i'm ready to step back into my role and he's like you're no fucking heir you can't lead a bat you can't lead and lead us into battle you you're not ironborn and uh who he's else like, who is and she, you know <laughs> so his yeah. guide enters and he's he's like what the fuck i told you to wait outside and uh <laughs> yara's like oh yeah big fucking deal anything with a cock is easy to <laughs> anything uh, with a my, that's duty. a bar is does it I, be I almost picked that. I almost picked that. But uh that is a bar. easy to a bar. fool I think she says. But uh you know, Yara greets Balon warmly and he's like Yara? Like oh oh fuck.
3: Ah, uh, Jesus. No. <laughs> uh
0: absolutely loved that and uh Balon rejects the proposal and compares Theon unfavorably to his sister, and he insists that he will follow the ironborn tradition of paying the iron price, take it through force, and no one will give him his crown. And Theon warns his father that he will not defeat the Lannisters, and Balon's like, yeah, I don't plan on fighting the Lannisters.
1: Good man. Not, He's not like, a yeah, I'm
0: going to take winterfell that's my plan. they're off fighting a war we're going to take winterfell
2: Jeez. war is complicated like that
1: war is, is complicated indeed. like that this was a uh, quite the decision it's gonna this was really a turning point for the entire war in a way oh yeah. like
0: what uh, what i what I had a <laughs> tough time with. As I know Winterfell is like a stronghold. It's like, oh yeah, that is that is the seat of the North. Yeah. If the Starks don't win their war, you're not king of shit. You just also yeah. hold Winterfell now.
1: You just also have a bunch of other people that you got to feed.
0: Yeah.
2: What the fuck, dude? And taking yeah. Winterfell is not even really that hard, especially when everyone's off to war. Like, they don't even have exactly. that many people there anyways. It's more just like a peaceful, like, capital kind of castle more than like, um, the largest army is there and like you can't ever take over Winterfell. It's not like, even that like an impressive exactly thing to take. Or it. or yeah. It's like, okay, you, you have Winterfell, but like the army is not at Winterfell. You know, like then the, so that's the why they're going to take it. Then the army would just come back to Winterfell, and you're in the castle trap, you know? And the, uh, and the and obviously, they know Winterfell better than you. So you're wanting
0: to. F- you're- yeah, the tactical it just decision here is flawed. Yeah, like they have to win the war first,
2: and then they will come back for you. Yeah. And winning the war! After winning the war, they will come back for you.
0: Uh... It's, it's a flaw it's a flawed piece of logic, but I think it's just to, supposed to show the Greyjoys uh you know mm. brash confidence. Like very, very they're hubris, might one say. They're hubris, if you will. <laughs> uh, but that does conclude the story in the Iron Islands, and it brings <sighs> us to location number five. The Red Waste. Ah, and okay. Targaryen and her calasar lie exhausted. And the imagery here of like the just like blurred out camera moving all the way over to Jorah Mormont. Very, very cool. I love the visuals here. And uh they all lie exhausted in the heat and their water I'm dwindling dying. away as they wait for the return of Blood Riders. And uh R.I.P. my man ricaro I, I like ricaro man. He's been he's been blood of my blood. I fucked with this dude. Um, I was worried he was the one whose head got set back. You know, I started liking mm. Ricaro a couple of episodes ago, and I was like, "Wait a fucking minute!" Don't start to like someone too yep. much. I yeah. was like, "Wait a fucking minute!" I think this guy's gonna die. Um, uh, and he does. Uh, Ricaro's horse returns, riderless, and Sir Jora discovers his head. And a severed braid in its saddlebag. And he's like, uh, all right, I'm just going to put that back in the bag. We're not going to worry about that right now. And, uh, Daenerys is like, let me see. He's like, you don't, you don't want to see this Khaleesi. And, uh, she's like, no, I will. And she looks upon Ricaro's head. He is blood of my blood. And, uh, that's when Eerie pulls up and is just devastated. Uh, we also learn here that, uh, it could have been call this, call that. Call them, call they. uh, All sorts of calls around right now. Um, which makes what Daenerys does later all the fucking cooler. And it makes what Khal Drogo did all the fucking cooler. Uh,
2: yeah. mm. Man, it's like, sent out, you know, those people that were sent out, they knew, you know, they knew what they were getting into. It's like, I'm either going to find where we want to go or where we do not want mm-hmm. to go. You know, Ricaro just sadly went the direction that they do not want to go yet. Um, eventually she'll get there. Yeah. Blood of my uh, blood, <laughs> but don't go that direction yet until you got, you got your strength back
0: and you got your, your draggies, you know, another sleeper pick for performance is eerie uh whenever she's like they didn't they didn't just kill him they killed mm, his soul dude, like they uh, didn't burn his body they severed his braid like he, yeah. he's not gonna run with his ancestors in the nightlands oh, uh the like we're gonna we're gonna remedy this i promise we're gonna burn his head we're gonna we'll we'll whatever's <laughs> left of the guy will just light on yeah. fire you cut to the... You, like, smash cut to the Nightlands and his head's just, like, chilling. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Where's my body? Uh, Damn. But, yeah, this scene That's... was enough to warrant a title of the episode. The title yeah. is Nightlands. And, and is it... Uh, I was wondering,
2: like, man, why would it be that? Is it the Nightlands? Or is it, like, the night? lands like the dark is here like sort of like are the is that what they're going for i, um, I was
0: thinking that craster's keep next could also kind of apply here like uh the dark the dark okay. sort of. Uh, okay yeah that's good but um, other than that no, yeah i don't really feel that for anything else uh
2: I guess maybe what? just so you don't forget that it happened, it just so happens to be the title. Like, cause it's just such a short scene. Like, that's it. That's all of Danny yeah, and that's the whole movie there, or yeah. the whole episode. Well, I, mean,
1: I was thinking about it as like the Nightland is like the Nightland is this unattainable, um, like virtuous end, right? Like it's something that just simply doesn't exist in Game of Thrones, at least not after the death of Ned Stark or is mm. it, uh, uh, emblematized by the death of Ned Stark is that this, this idea of a graceful exit from life is is no longer the reality
0: no that's fair that's fair mm. I guess the nights
2: watch the night lands they're you know they're they're out beyond the beyond wall. there's something there i guess Plus, it is
0: yeah. it
2: is the weakest title i think so far though uh. Yeah. Which is weird to say, uh, if we're keeping track. No, I
0: like, I, like to, I like discussing the titles, though. They're usually much more, uh... No Hodor. No Hodor's. No Hodor's. Zero Hodor's. And I there was Zero Hodor's last
2: episode, too, man.
0: What no Hodor's so far in season two. Less more Hodor's. I need less more things, Hodor's. More Hodor's. Did Arya kill anything? More Hodor's.
2: Did Arya kill anything?
0: No, no, nope. killed her secret identity. Ooh, oh. true. No, but she didn't. Maybe uh, didn't
2: when she through. took the piss in the river, uh a fish drank. Was right there, and the fish died. Dead fish. Dead. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. That's some She's, acidic piss. We, we, uh, but man, yeah, no. It's man. no know. needs to kill more people or things. That's the thing. That's a the that's thing. a growth thing. Less things, but more things for Arya to kill. Less then... things, more hodors.
0: That's my top priority. Yeah, we need more of those. Uh, <laughs> but uh next up for the last location we're heading to Craster's Keep where Samwell Tarly uh rescues one of Craster's wives from Ghost who uh she he's Ghost is hungry. He wants food and Gilly has food and he's like, "You know what? Uh, I might just hurt you, Gilly." Might just hurt you and take that. Uh, And Samwell's like, Ghost, come on, buddy. And Ghost is like, ah, fine. I'll listen to you, Sam. You're a good guy. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she confides in him her desire to flee from the keep because of her fear of what Craster will do if her unborn child is a boy. Uh, And Sam's like, come here. I got just the guy for us to talk to. Hey, John, John, (laughs) hey, John, John.
2: (laughs) Let me go to the coldest motherfucker. I know. Cut oh, yeah. to him, this guy sharpening dope. his fucking sword. Long claw is right there. Or wait, is it long claw? Yeah. You got it. Yeah, write. just long claw. Just the out. Just oh, it focuses right on the the pommel too. Right on the yeah. wolf. Yeah, and then and then it just yeah. shows him just sharpening the edge. God, John's just so fucking cool.
3: Oh.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, Sam takes her to John, and he's she's like, "Please take me with you uh, on the ranging," and. uh you know she won't she won't say what she's afraid of to john and john's like you know uh no no can't <laughs> do that uh we can't we can't make that happen we're just going to keep going deeper into wildling country and after uh after gilly leaves sam and john are like what the what? like sam's like what the fuck man what what the, what the fuck i really like this lady and uh like, yeah, I get that, but we literally we can't take her. And he's like, "I don't have any interest in taking her. She's a fucking person, not a goat. She wants to leave."
1: I was like, "Good argument, Samuel, but no dice."
0: <laughs> no dice. And John's like, "We literally can't. Like we just we're just not in a position to be able to do that." Uh and that's that's the end of that. And then uh later on in the night, John notices Craster taking a baby into the woods. And uh, he's like, "Well, I've been curious about what this does, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a look. See, uh, so he follows him out there, sees him leave a child in the middle of the ground, crying, wailing. Um, and as Craster leaves, John goes ahead and decides to to walk forward. He hears chittering, chattering, screams from the child, and John's like, "All right, well now I've really got to act." And I was like, "You know what? This is the sh- this this shit is why I like Jon Snow." you know like he thinks someone's in danger all right i have to i have to do something about that like i yes. love i love that shit
2: he's there with the
0: sword with the means
2: you know he's nice with it he knows he how to could handle a, sword. a white
0: walker with the sword he's wielding right now this is true. he doesn't yeah, know he, that
1: but
2: but uh man's is protected um i don't know he's he's Man, from I don't know he's now like with the sword sharpening, like I'd see like even in first watch, I think you start to see John as more of like a badass, like right here, like oh, he's yeah. like he's see, coming well, into it now, I
0: think there's something to the fact that Kit Harrington's really just kind of sunk into the role a lot more in season two he feel he feels much more just he almost feels more confident in the role than he did in season one. I feel yeah. like he's really gotten a handle on it. Mm. And you can just, like, he's, he's really, he's steadfast in his way. He's, he feels like the natural heir to Ned Stark besides Rob. You know, like, right. they're, they're, those are the top two. It's like, yeah, these are Ned Stark's kids. Makes sense. Uh, mm. And man, what
2: is this alliance that Craster has? Like, what, like, how? You know, like, no one has ever
0: like how did he like what i don't don't know know. i don't think there was like a conversation i think he just put a fucking kid out there one day and was like you know what there's some dark shit out there i gotta i gotta sacrifice something
2: is it even oh no it, maybe it's, he didn't want any sons, just because he's that sick of a guy that he's like, I only want my daughters that I can then, you know, go do you know, what yeah, he does with. Um, you know. I think it's like, maybe the first son, he was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna uh, leave it out here for the wolves, whatever. And then, like, maybe he, he just kept doing that. And the White Walkers, like, they're not gonna bite the hand that feeds them. Like, he's literally giving them...
1: Rob- yeah. So but that's like a deeply suspicious thing prob- to just do.
2: Yeah, and then like he probably noticed one of them being taken. He's like, "Holy oh, fuck!" Yeah. Like, he's, I'm he's not gotta, gonna do anything against. He's, he's yeah. got
1: to know something more than what he reveals um, to the to the Nights Watch because so yeah, just maybe like there's something right more that we
0: learn that I'm just not remembering. I
2: uh... yeah, I don't know. The white came right away, like.
1: No, and it's, it's, walked it's,
2: and Craster walked away, bam.
1: And it's just so yeah, it hard there. to piece together parts of that, like, parts of the story like that when you have zero, like, no dialogue confirming that from the White Walkers.
2: Hmm. hmm. It's just supposed to be menacing. It's just supposed to be confusing. We're not supposed to know. Maybe. I don't know, unless there is a detail that later we learn. About I just feel like but, I
1: just feel like if that's the way that you go then you need to have a lot of rich symbolic depth to the characters the white walkers and what they because, do yeah like this tells the symbol
2: something. they leave dead people in like it doesn't matter it never it comes matter. to any it fruition you know it's it just like, means it's just scary you know
1: it like it, so the, when that's shown like you think that's a big deal but it just nothing mm-hmm. comes of it
2: Yeah, you're like oh, it must mean something i think it's in like the caves in uh, like Dragonstone, I think like whenever they're they're getting all the Dragonstone to make the weapons and stuff, I think like Danny and John see it or something like that, and they're like, oh, "This is the same symbol," or so, I don't know, uh, something like that. I think like that's the only thing that comes of that symbol,
1: um, and all that says is that they've dealt with this before, which we already knew. Yeah, that it's was... like. Oh. Okay, yeah, this is the, this is one. the night.
2: This King doing this. Like this yeah. is the White Walkers doing this.
1: It's like you got to you don't got to drill it in any harder. Night is coming. Like the long night is here, oh, whatever, whatever.
2: Actually, I think it leads them into the creation of the Night King because that's what gets them the link between like the the sisters or the the Children. What are the children of the forest? Like, I think that's what leads into that, actually. Is then the creation of the Night King through those hieroglyphs or something like that in the cave, maybe. Um, or not hieroglyphs or whatever you want to call them. Um, maybe that's it. Um, but I don't know. Um, but isn't that it for the episode then? Isn't that where the episode ends? Yep. The John gets
0: begins? knocked the fuck out by Craster, and then what? that's it.
2: That's it. Bum, 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 bum. Man, it's just like whenever the episode ends and just the, the start of the theme, like it's, I don't know. It's just the <laughs> cliffhangers are always like so little, good. Like, yeah. yeah. Like... Whatever that thing is, uh, it's just like a guitar, but like a lot of them at the same time, it seems like, <laughs> um, that fucks. That's legendary, legendary. That fucks. legendary shit. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, man. With that, we conclude that episode of Game of Thrones: The Nightlands comes to a conclusion. Do we have all favorites doled out?
2: Um, I still need my favorite scene, and then Tavares, you need your. I, I think unless you've listed your performance, uh, I don't know. And then a line.
1: Um, for line, I went with the um. There was one. What was the one that we were talking about?
2: Equation one. Was it the one where yes. I never? Yeah. Just... Okay, okay. Cool. Sick. <laughs> that dude. Yeah. That dude got the sweep on lines. That's he awesome. Did. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So okay, and then yeah, um, I need parent, you need a, a performance, performance, and then was. yeah, I need a scene. Um. And I think my scene will be uh, Tyrion and Cersei. Uh, that scene that they have together. Um. Good when choice. Cersei just comes comes at him and Tyrion just take you know, kind of yeah, I'll just call it Cersei bullies Tyrion.
1: Um, <laughs> so I'll I'll give my performance to to Littlefinger honestly, just because I feel like what we saw of Littlefinger's character really helps solidify just sort of the way that you should feel when Littlefinger is on screen, which is just like this very icky like. I don't know, like conniving uh, sense from this guy who is deeply untrustworthy. Um, and so that's, that, fun. that kind of gets played out very well, I think in ways that aren't completely reliant on the script.
2: Aiden Gillen. Okay. Yeah. So it's, wow. We it's actually had, had performance nod if I yeah. remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, I think you gave him a performance nod. I did. Um, Yes, you did in episode seven of season one. Um, So I didn't tell you not to trust me. He's yeah, dude, that dude owns that role. He does. Um, So there we go. There's all the favorites. Now all that's left (laughs) to do is give it that
0: rating. The good old rating. And it's pretty goodie. It's not uh, Mm. I'm not uh, floored by it. It's a good episode. It's uh, like Game of Thrones early on. There's mm-hmm. never a bad episode. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is just this is just good TV, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't know if I enjoy it quite as much as I liked the season premiere, though. And, uh, I don't think gave, so. Yeah, we gave Give that a nine. nine out of ten. Uh, I'm sitting eight five eight seven I was thinking five,
2: eight, five maybe I was eight, two, two, eight, I'm five. Like eight two five at the lowest. Eight five is where I'm kind of more. Yeah, was was thinking.
0: All um, right, I'm down for that. Eight five feels fair. It's a a good episode of television, but not by any means the greatest shit we've ever seen or anything. Uh, And genre-wise, this is another great episode of Thrones. Um, But I think this is the first time in a while we're going to go ahead and dip below a 10 again. I think Uh, it is, yeah.
2: We've had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 episodes in a row at a 10. And and I'm not dipping far far off, but um, it just didn't... It didn't quite hit on every cylinder like the politics was heavy you know like got a lot of a lot of just shuffling around it, it kind of allows it's allowing the traveling. next episode or the, the the future episodes to to build on what this episode did bro really? um, so i i think it's like maybe just a nine or like a nine like two five I just feel like it's just a necessary episode and that's not a bad thing. It's just like oh, no, to, to build this world with how many storylines are going on, you just sometimes need progression in every storyline, just like in right. and, and everything. And we got six I, different locations. So, like,
1: I mean, since, since season one, episode nine, this is the first really calm, um, mm. you know, like status quo episode, you know, like where it's, yeah, it's you don't get setting
0: you don't get a systematic killing of Baratheon <laughs> bastards. You don't yeah. see Ned Stark's head chopped off.
1: Right. Yeah. Like nothing major happens, but nothing major has to happen every episode.
0: No, for sure. For sure. And that's the that's the beauty of Game of Thrones. It's uh, everything everything's important. But not everything is major, which I think is which I think is a really good distinction. So uh, I'm cool with a straight up nine out of ten. It was a really strong episode. But uh, I like that we've got yeah. we've got far better episodes of Game of Thrones, you know. Uh, and yeah. that brings us to the critical rating, where I think it did well. But again, I'm not left in a place where I'm like, holy shit, that's one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. Yeah, um, Peter Dinklage really did come into his own here, and sir, like.
2: Um, had, like, Cersei and Tyrion had a very strong part of this episode, um, and everything else was, was good, um, but it was just kinda what I expect, I don't know, this feels just like the average great episode, like, average good episode of Thrones is, like, what this is,
0: um. Would you be comfortable throwing an 8-5 at it, then? is that even is that generous is that mean i don't know that's just kind of where my gut was at
2: i'd say that's like the ceiling um yeah of it if i don't know if i'd really go any lower though like an 8 sounds kind of low um an 8 would be like episode 3 lord snow and episode 1 of oh, wow okay uh the premiere i don't know kind of is on the same level as like the premiere like in it's like they found their style now, but they just didn't quite like the, the premiere. Was they haven't fight quite wow? They haven't quite found their style, but the story and like everything was just in the world building was so cool that it got, got like an eight. And here, I think it's they found their style, but it's just kind of like an episode where they had to accomplish a lot. Um, I guess so I think I think it's about about the same. Uh, so I, I'm thinking I'm in between like an eight and an eight five,
0: anywhere in there. Well. Then uh, maybe eight two five is just the natural the natural choice there if you're if you're okay. splitting there. How, how you feeling, Tav?
1: Yeah, I think eight two five is right about where I am.
0: Let's see where
2: that places
0: it at an eight five
2: eight an eighty six percent, which from last season is pretty good. Um it's well it's That's like
0: the third weakest episode yeah, the third, third weakest episode of the show. So,
2: the last man, yeah, whenever they hit their stride, from episode 5 on, it was just strong. Um, But, I guess, like, the beginning of the season, they're introducing so many more characters, they have to do the same thing. You know, it's building up to the latter half of the season being strong again. And I think that that, you, you always remember the ends of the Game of Thrones seasons, you know. The beginnings is always like, oh my god, that's happening now, holy shit! And then, like by right. the time you get to the end, you're like, oh my god, we're getting here finally. Like, let's right. go. So, um, I think it's kind of just doing the same thing as season one. Um, but yeah, eight five, like that. That's the thing. An eighty six percent, that's pretty damn good. Um, no, i I'm yeah, gives eight, it four. Four. Um, and then Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes had zero. Really,
0: does not have a rating. On this episode,
2: unrateable. Um, only 3,000 people have rated it on IMDb. I guess. Um, so I don't know what's going on over there on Rotten Tomatoes, but. Um, I think yeah, I think we we're pretty spot on. Is yeah, also,
0: I, fucked wow. up. It thinks season two, episode two is season one, episode two.
2: Yeah, I know. I also saw that too. Huh. Um, so that's and in IMDb's ratings almost 2000 people gave it a one and that's like 6% of the votes. So, Jesus. um, that's just people trying to just throw hate. Review off, you them. Um, so
0: hmm, there we go. All right. So an 86%, it's a pretty good episode. Second, second lowest on our rating scale. And if I mean, shit, 86 is the second lowest. You're doing pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll conclude this episode of winter is blooming a game of thrones rewatch podcast if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content and for three bucks a month you can support this podcast financially it's huge costs me money and i don't make any off of it unless it's over there so that'd be a huge help and i'd appreciate it greatly uh if you would Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you are listening. It's also a huge help. Uh, We got the comic book journey through film going on right now. We're covering The Bad Batch on Wednesdays on Rebellion's Bloom. This Friday will bring us to Superman 2, which I'm very excited about. Last Friday was Superman 1978, so we got a couple of Superman movies in a row. Very excited for you guys to hear that. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. I was also joined by Tavares Pennington. Thank you very much, homie. No problem. Always a pleasure. Oh, and it was a pleasure to have you. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And the only God is what's between a woman's legs.